Play analysis, Devin Nash be on the mic, so you know it's hella lit. Better plug your headphones in on Apple Podcasts, and we up on Spotify. Ooh, on Anchor too, no parachute, we so fly. We talking sports and music, what's the newest in that culture? Better stream, yeah, you better tune in. It ain't gonna cost ya. We talking sports and music, what's the newest? Got exclusives, yeah, we do this play by play. Follow the page, eh? If you don't know, don't worry about it. Jamal, welcome back, sir. Welcome back. It's been a while. It's been a whole week. I mean, you know, we we make it do what it do. We show up when we show up and show out when it's time. Exactly. And we are here, y'all. The play-by-play analysis in true mid-season form. It's your boy Devin Nash, BSK, play-by-play. If you know, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. And I got a bone to pick with the Southeastern Conference that we're going to get to, but we are here. Obviously, y'all didn't see us week one of college. That's unfortunate for y'all because I I was ready to talk my shit. But week two gave us plenty of more storylines to get to. College football through two weeks has been insane. It's been a lot of insanity. And yeah, and we're here to talk about all of it. And we're here to talk about a whole bunch of other things that we're going to get to. We're talking... A lot of shit today. We are just full ignorance. Just full ignorance today. You know? We love it. We love to see it. That's that's the only reason Jamal's here. Because anybody else just wouldn't be serious enough. You know? But we're going to start with college football. Y'all know what it is. Week 2 had a lot of high-profile matchups. And Jamal is a big-time Texas fan. Um, you know, and going into this week, I was just really like praying for Texas fans because obviously most people considered that y'all were going to go into this game and this was only a big game because of the brands alone, not because of the actual talent on the field. And then I guess I call it the Gus Johnson effect, but Alabama and Texas was a down-to-the-wire game. Texas had these dudes on the ropes. I'm talking down to the final 15 seconds of the game, Alabama was losing. And at one point, they took the lead, and then Texas walked down the field and took the lead again, and then Bama walked down the field. And if it weren't for Bryce Young completely avoiding... A near-death experience by a defensive <laughs> Like, I mean, he had him dead in the water. A sack that probably would have ended the game because you get sacked. He probably It was like at midfield. The clock would have been rolling. It would have been, what, third and... Or no, I think it would have been fourth now. No, it would have been third and forever. Third, one of the two. One of the two. But the point is, it would have been like third and 30 with under a minute left and like one timeout remaining. Bama would have been done. <laughs> we we just gonna be real. Like Bama would have been done. It would have been game. It would have been game. Actually, I don't even think they had timeouts left. So like the game would have been over, effectively. It, it, it would have been game set match. Right. Jeez. So we say all that to say, 
the Gus Johnson effect struck again because every time Gus Johnson gets one of these games that you think is supposed to be a blowout and it ends up being an instant classic. Jamal, I got to ask you as a Texas fan, your thoughts on that game. I mean, we're going to get deeper into it in a second, but I, I just, your initial thoughts when the game finished, like in general. With the game being over, I could not be more proud of the Horns who went in there and fought what was essentially a losing battle. And you know what? I'm not going to pretend like I was the most confident in a win in this game. This game was just about proving you belong. I'm not saying you be- that we have to prove we belong in the SEC because we already know how I feel about that overrated-ass conference. But you got you to gotta beat the big boys. You got you to gotta compete with the big boys, and Bama is the big boys. And look, we go in. Our first drive, we looking good. You know, we got to settle for three, but that's cool. We moving the ball, and we're not struggling. Defense comes by. They do their thing. They hold themselves. They hold Bama to three. We start marching down the field like it's easy. And just like the last time we played Bama, they playing bounty gate with our quarterbacks. And yours goes down. And, like, I, I am fully able to admit when I am questionable about someone, I'm not. I'm still not sold on yours. He was playing good at the moment. He was playing good at the game, but that's a small sample size. So anyway, our starter gets hurt, and Hudson Card comes in. Now I was a Texas fan last year. I was not good on Hudson Card. He was not good last year. He was ass. So when he comes in, I'm just thinking, well, fuck. That's the game, folks. But nah. My boys came to play. They came to fight. Defense stepped up. Hudson Carr did his thing. He did what he could. He gets hobbled. He hurts his ankle. He's obviously cannot run, but he's doing his thug thizzle. He's out there. He's making plays. He's doing what he can. And you know what? Bryce Young had a Heisman moment right then and there. I can't be upset with it. Shit happens. The better team won. But all it did was show that Texas is more than capable of playing with the big boys and this overrated SEC conference, which I got something to say about the ranking system, but I know you got something to say before I can get into that. Right. In the words of Andre 3000, the South got something to say. Anyway, um, all I got to say is that, well, I got a couple things to say. First of all, this game was so full of it, it was a lot of those calls and you know I'm not one to blame refs and go on conspiracy theories but bro some of them calls especially the biggest one of the game to me was that safety that wasn't that should have been that probably could have been that would have been that didn't <laughs> you know it's of like course. bro this nigga Bryce Young doing a whole handstand in the end zone and y'all going to sit here and try to argue that he's not down and that he threw that ball. There is no way in hell that a quarterback is throwing the ball with his head facing adjacent to the ground. He was down. All right? Then, to make things worse, before that, they wanted to try to call it roughing the passer and targeting. And thank God that those are reviewable because <laughs> that was horrendous. That might have been the worst. And, and, and this is collective. Like, I'm talking Gus Johnson himself was saying it over and over uh, Reggie Bush tweeted about it. That might have been the worst. That might have been the worst thing I've ever. That might have been the worst officiating that I've ever seen in my life on that particular play. That play cost him the game. But at the same time, Texas, you can't be out here shanking what equivalents to an extra point right before halftime. That's five points. 
Absolutely. You you know what? They make that kick. We win that game. Right. They make that kick, and then they don't get hold on the safety. <laughs> and y'all probably win by like two. And we're having exactly. Whole, and we're having a whole different conversation right now. <laughs> like I, I I've said it once, and I'll say it again. Targeting is the worst penalty in sports. In all of sports. Not football. Now, here's the thing. Sports. Bryce, all sports. Bryce Young was down by his forearm, but the rest of his body was on top of another player. So, in the eyes of the defense, he's still not down. And still, none of them hit him in the helmet. They so, what are we calling here? Then the ref, literally, I've never seen a ref say, you know what, it was incorrectly explained to me, so uh, uh, I called it because I got an incorrect explanation. He literally just ratted his boy out. I ain't never seen that before. You you know what that call was? Bullshit. That's called that's called Bama got a lot of money, but they ain't got Texas money. Right. They, they were on the the Texas boosters was on the phone saying, Jim, is this your house at one two three Colorado Avenue, uh zip code seven five eight two two eight two two? Oh, is is that your daughter that goes to George Washington Elementary on fifth and seventh? Yeah, you know you fucked up. Your whole family. Something bad, something very bad could happen to them. Because and like, no one would ever know. That's some shit that would like if they were playing Ole Miss, that play would have stood because it's Ole Miss. You were in Texas. Yep. <laughs> it's like, yeah, nah, that ain't what this is. That is not what this is. And and at least you know in that circumstance, they not wrong. They they not wrong for wanting to reverse the call because it, it was it was hilarious. Gus Johnson, literally, I could feel his pain through the microphone. He was like, that is horrible. Like, I mean, he was so dead serious. It wasn't like he was laughing about it or anything. He sounded like ready to cry. I was like, bro, I feel you. It was like, bro, this shit here. Like, this, this the kind of calls we making? This this is what we doing? Like, this the type of time we on? And, and despite all of that, let, let me ask you a question. Let's forget the two teams who are playing right now. Let's just say they're nameless opponent one and opponent two. Opponent one is ranked number one in the nation, and opponent two is not ranked at all. And hasn't been opponent. Opponent one, the number one team in the nation, only wins by a single point against unranked opponent number two with their backup quarterback play. That hasn't been ranked for 10 years. That's on a rebuild. What should number one reasonably be ranked after that win? Un. Bama is ranked two. Explain NCAA. How? I got a bone to pick with that. Ain't, well, NCAA ain't the ones in charge of rankings. That's that's media shit. That's AP and ESP. That's AP. Look, the Associated <laughs> Press, whoever is in charge now. You y'all been trying to hide y'all SEC bias for a long time. You're no, they don't try to hide. They just lie in our faces. They flat out will tell us that we don't see what we're seeing. Like they will tell ain't, us, ain't no way, right? Like they will, they will eat shit and tell us it's chocolate. You know, that's, just, that's what they're doing. Ain't no fucking way. It's clearly chocolate. I don't, I don't know what you think you're smelling, but it's chocolate. Like that's that's what they're doing basically. Because right, sir, it's, it's got flies circling around it. Right, the flies are circling. Right, but the jig been up because it's only two weeks in and we've already seen this. It, I've had a problem with this AP polling for a couple 
weeks. I mean, I've had a problem with it for a while, but not as badly as this year. Like the jig has never been more up than it's been up this year. Like back, let's let's reverse back to week one because we didn't really talk about it. we missed it in week one. Georgia, the defending national champions, beat the absolute shit out of Oregon, a Pac-12 Power Five team. They beat them forty-nine to three, and you're the defending champs, right? They came into the game ranked. Alabama. Also had a dominant win. They they win fifty five nothing. They beat Utah State. Who, yeah, they won eleven games last year, but Utah State is not Oregon. Let's just be real. Facts. The next week, Georgia. I feel like should have been ranked one, but you know, I guess because Alabama didn't lose, they couldn't drop them. But I would have dropped them. Ohio State beats. I mean, you know, we know what Notre Dame's done now, but like. At the time, you know, it's a top five team Ohio State beat. They only beat them by 11 points. They look sloppy doing it. But it's a top five team with a top defense. You figure that they wouldn't just breeze past blah, blah, Damn, can't talk. You figure they ain't just going to breeze past them. Ohio State drops like two spots. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. They won. You know, Clemson dropped the spot beating the team 41 to 10. Just because they didn't look solid doing it, but they beat another Power 5 team 41-10. to 10. Granted, it's Georgia Tech, but they beat them 41-10. to 10. And they dropped like two spots because they didn't do it dominant enough. That's week one. Okay, let's skip to week two. Oh, by the way, the biggest heinous crime I saw, um, unranked Florida beats number seven Utah. They jumped all the way from being unranked to number 12 in the fucking nation. The very next week, and this is the next game we're going to get to, Appalachian State beats the number six team in the nation in their house, and they ain't even ranked this week. Not even ranked. And, and, and y'all going to sit here and tell me there's no SEC bias. Give me a fucking break. How are you not? You beat the number six team in the so-called best conference in football, and you're not ranked. Unless they, unless I miss something, they might be ranked. I feel like they, I feel like I'm gonna watch, I'm gonna watch something after I do this, and it's gonna be like they're ranked. I feel like. And you know what? That's why we have Google. That's why we can check now. Yeah, I'm gonna check this right as we speak. Let me, let me, let me go on in here, look up the old Bleacher Report app. You know, because I already know I'm gonna look stupid if I don't check this. So let's 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 look at this. Let's see, Mountain West, Mountain West. Mountain West. Let's see. App no, State, sir. There is, there is no Appalachian State in the AP Top 25. Oh, wait. They're not in the Mountain West. They're in the Sun Belt. There's, State. There is one. The 25th ranked team is Oregon. That is crazy. That is absolutely ridiculous. That is insane. They are unranked after beating the number six team in the country. How does that work? America? How does that work? Explain. I am confusion. How is this Kansas? But this is our Kansas. So you know what? Let's get let's talk about Texas A and M while we're on. While we're while we're bellyaching about Texas A and M. So Jimbo Fisher is a war criminal, and I've said this for years now. <laughs> he is a war criminal. 
he steals money from Texas the way war criminals, dictators in third world countries steal money when they know they're about to be deposed. He makes the GDI of a small nation in the eyes. GDP. He makes, the, GDP. He, makes, he makes money equivalent to the GDP of some countries. And yet, every year, they lose three or four games. But he gets to keep his job because they always play tough against Alabama. Well, no, they didn't even really play tough against Alabama until last year. But that win over Alabama earned him a little bit of a, some clout on campus. And now he's, you know, oh, Jimbo's back and A&M's back. But they still end up fucking around and lose four games last year. Then you go in this year, number 16, for whatever reason, they come in with these high expectations. And remember I said it. I said it a couple weeks ago. I said, why does Texas A&M keep getting the benefit of the doubt? Didn't I say that? They keep getting it for three letters. And we all know those three letters. And we'll take it again. Texas money? S. Say that. E. C. Exactly. But I'm just like, but I mean, I, I said it before. I was like, bro, Texas A&M keeps getting the benefit of the doubt. We keep acting like j- they are just this great team that's just around the corner because they have a great recruiting class. And I'm like, bro, he still can't recruit a quarterback even though he's supposed to be some type of quarterback whisperer. <laughs> you know? Then, like I said, you lose to Appalachian State, who, by the way, Appalachian State should be ranked not just because they beat Texas A&M, but look at what they did to North Carolina. First off, <laughs> this team can beat off, you so many different let, ways. Let, let's just let's let's point uh, the attention to Appalachian State for a second, right? Because why have we not learned? Stop playing with Appalachian State like they some bitches, right? Have they not proven time and time again? Hey, you fuck with us because you think we small, and we gonna show you what small is, right? Ask Michigan how many times they played Appalachian State since. None. By the way, Stop. this is 25 years to the day. Well, maybe not to the day. But 25 years later, that is, that's the second win over a top six over a top 10 opponent in school history. And the, the first one since they beat Michigan. Stop playing with them. I, if you're looking for money games... Look, there's better teams. Call my alma mater. Call North Texas. They'll come play you. They, they'll take your money and get their ass whooped. They're better Stop, call, stop calling Appalachian State because you should know by now they're going to give you everything you want and more. They're going to walk away with a check and an ass whooping on your end. You're the one that's going to be walking. $4 million broker. <laughs> and a loss. And all you can do to them is inconvenience them at the airport. That's it. And they, that shit don't even work because they probably used to that coming from a smaller conference. Exactly. They're like, shit, that just means we ain't got to go to class on Monday. I'm chilling. That'd be like the WNBA being the NBA team and then y'all make their airport delayed. And it's like, bitch, we sleep at the airport before our games. <laughs> Like we don't, we don't stay at the W. We stay at the airport Hilton. This is not, this is not out of the ordinary. Oh my god! Like it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. And it's like it's it's that conference. Which we're gonna get to that conference. I don't want to give too much away. But the Sun Belt different, and we're gonna get to it later. We I'm 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 gonna get to that in a second. But yeah, fucking 
Appalachian State, bro. Shout out to Appalachian State, bro. Because they, like I said, they should be two and up. Because they should have beaten North Carolina the week before. They were in probably one of the best games of the year against North Carolina and 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 Mac Brown, and were torching that defense. See, I got a bone to pick with North Carolina. They probably would have lost to Florida A and M if they would have had their whole team. Um, they should have lost to Appalachian State, and they damn near lost to Georgia Southern. What is Mac Brown doing, bro? Well, I tell you what, he's not doing. He's not coaching the defense. <laughs> Clearly. Oh. At North Carolina, be happy you have a football team. Right. They're not there for football. They I put like out they great D linemen. Don't don't get me wrong. They put out great D linemen. But North Carolina, Duke, you know, you, you know North what West you're there for. <laughs> like, you are an afterthought right. in the eyes of what's really going on in that school. Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And speaking of afterthoughts, we, while we're talking about basketball schools, Kentucky, at this point, they're a football school. I don't give a damn anymore. They are a football school. They've become a football school. It's pretty obvious that that school is a football school because they got even John Calipari shook. Remember, he had the nerve to actually come out of his mouth and disparage his fellow colleague, Bob Stoops. Why are you doing that to a fellow? you acting like... Is Louisville. If it was Louisville and you were dragging them like that, it makes sense. But this is your own kin. This is your flesh and blood. Y'all supposed to be on the same team over here. But the point is, they know that they be in threat. Because football is the lifeblood of any athletic program. And Kentucky's up. Kentucky is up. Kentucky is definitely up as a program. They they have they've had some good teams over the past few years. And they're in the AP top fifteen. Right. Exactly. Like, there's not much you can say. Like, hey, Duke's program has not been horrible over the last decade. Um, North Carolina's been eh, 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 been good. They had, like, one good year during the pandemic. Of the college basketball blue bloods, Kentucky has probably been the best program. Exactly. For for football. If we're talking football, yeah, it's been them. Yes, because they've been better than UCLA. They've definitely been better than North Carolina. They've been better than Duke. Villanova is solid, but they D one double A, so they don't count in this mix. Um, the only Kansas, one, the, Kansas, we know Kansas is ass. Right. The only so, one. The only one we might have an argument for. Wisconsin's been better than that. That's it. I don't think Wisconsin is considered a blue blood in basketball. Oh wait, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's true. Um, Louisville. Has not been better than them. Not since Lamar left. Nope. No. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And even before Lamar was there. Louisville, another one. They have a school that trying to be a football school, too. So, yeah. Hey, Teddy Bridgewater had his years. Exactly, but he ain't Lamar Jackson. All due respect to Teddy Bridgewater. He ain't Lamar Jackson. He is not. <laughs> it's like, you know. But he did have his years, though. I ain't going to lie. He did have his years. He had some good years. But Lamar was going toe-to-toe with, like, Clemson and Kentucky and 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 them well maybe not LSU they beat this they beat his ass but yeah Teddy was was beating like Miami of Ohio and, you know no disrespect to that but still it's it's just we we get the point Kentucky's on its way up now another team that uh, you know looking at them USC is back I think we can you know at least through two weeks. 
They got talent. If they don't got nothing else, they're going to be a fun-ass team to watch. I don't know how realistic it will be. They passed their first two tests so far. USC crazy. It, it, college football is better when USC is good. But we ain't going to get to them yet. I totally forgot. Texas A&M next week plays Miami. And Miami decided to lose too. <laughs> you know? Like, how both these teams... Miami didn't lose last week. Oh, they played so horribly, they might as well have lost. You know? Dude, Miami chose to not play football until the second half. Right. Which is alarming. Which is, no lie, is alarming. It should not have happened. The same thing happened with OU last week. They just didn't feel like playing football until the second half. Right. Which against these lesser opponents, all right, cool, you can get away with it. But, you know, that's a bad habit. Bad habit. And, and That's a bad habit. Everybody's like, oh, are they peeking ahead to next week? No, 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 no. They just suck. This but if, if you do not put the bums away, it will translate over when you play somebody real. Right. It's like you always say. Anybody can beat anybody one time. One time. Anybody can do it. <laughs> and, we, if, and, and these last two weeks have been proof of that. It, it's, Ask it's, Notre Dame. Ask Notre Dame. Ask fucking Notre Dame. Good Lord, man. I, I feel bad for Marcus Freeman, but I don't feel bad for Notre Dame at all. I, I, I just really don't feel bad for Notre Dame at all. We will never feel bad for Notre Dame as a program because fuck Notre Dame and everything they stand for. Exactly. Feel bad for Marcus Freeman, though. But fuck Notre Dame. It's, it's a hate weird. it had to be a black coach. Right. Hate that it had to be a black coach. This, you know, but yeah, it, it's just it's it's just ridiculous. It's it's really ridiculous out here. It's, I hope people know this because it's getting ridiculous. It, it's it's getting ridiculous. But you know, your overall, I guess your final overall thoughts of week two of college football. My final overall thought is it's going to be a crazy year. Okay. Nobody is safe. Bama is not as dominant as they have been in years past. Georgia is by far the most dominant team in college football. The SEC still overrated. Um, the Pac-12 is still weak. Mm-hmm. And hey, anything can happen. Pac-12 remind me of uh, SWV. Just weak in the knees. You can hardly speak. I get so weak, like bitch ass niggas. Oh, uh, yeah, no, this is just such a fucking weak conference. Oh, um, but yeah, to me too. That's what I was thinking too. Georgia is clearly the best team in the country, and it remains to be seen if Alabama can get their shit together. And I feel like Nick Saban will have them boys playing this weekend because I, I just know, I just know for a fact. They are going to be running their asses off. He just, I've never seen that man so angry. Oh, as we speak, they are running. Right. They are running right now at the time of this recording at 10.24 p.m. on a, on a Monday night. <laughs> they, they are, and I don't even usually tell y'all that we record early, but yeah, them niggas, we're breaking the fourth wall here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's crazy out here because... The penalties. It's not even that they. It's not that they almost lost because any, like we said, anybody can beat anybody one time. There's plenty of number one teams that have almost lost before, but it's the manner in which they looked. They looked horrendous. Their offense looked sloppy. 
penalties all over the place. If it wasn't for a couple of lucky breaks, officiating wise, like <laughs> the the one penalty that stands out to me is when Texas had the ball. I believe it was going into a third down, mm-hmm. and the guy the guy caught it and he stopped short. He maybe maybe got a gain of one or two, and he just fell. And Bama's player kept running, watched him get up, and pushed him down again in front of the ref. Like, dog, what? This is college. You clearly know if he's down, he's down. There was no need for that. And it wasn't like a vicious hit. It wasn't a vicious push. But it was a fact, dog, he hit the ground, got back up, and you chose to hit not only a guy with his back turned, who was defenseless, who wasn't running anymore, and in front of the ref, Saban has the right to chew you. Hell, if Saban would have took your scholarship for that, I said, you, you got your scholarship taken for being stupid because that had nothing to do with you. The play was dead, and you just gave them a new set of downs. Yeah, no, this week I guarantee it's a lot of people that was whose families was eating in the dark this week. Facts. Eating in the dark. <laughs> Got the Lambo yeah, Chargers, them Chargers and Camaros. Roll yeah, them shit back into the dealership. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, no. it was like, bro, that was. Cr- and then, and then the big thing, and then the compounded on top of everything, on top of everything else. Like, he was angry after the game. The niggas was doing horns down, and he's yelling at them on the on the broadcast. You see him pissed off. Don't do that shit. Like, because he, he was legit. Like, y'all didn't earn that today, right? Like, I can only like, yeah, imagine. I bet you. Yeah, we got the dub, but y'all didn't earn that right today. Right. Like, you saw that video that was making rounds that they showed, like, him in practice. And, like, he, damn it, run the fucking, like, I guarantee yeah. you in the locker room after the game. Because I've, I've had games like that. Because I, when I played in high school, there, there were games where you were terrible even in a win. And the coach is chewing your ass out as if you lost the game. Like, He's after the game. Like, yeah. And I know for a fact he was probably in that locker room. You think you fucking big and bad with nothing? Fucking hordes down and shit? What the fuck are you doing? Like, I bet you it was a lot of that. I, I I'm going to you. show you who's big and bad at practice the second we touch down in Tuscaloosa. Right. Notice I didn't say tomorrow. I said the, the second, second we touch down. You want to do hordes down? I'm going to show you hordes down. <laughs> like, Got him yeah. doing up downs in the fucking airport. Oh, y'all thought it was sweet, huh? Right. On the plane. <laughs> Got the pilot scared for his life. Like, why the fuck is the plane shaking? All these damn 300 pound linemen doing up downs and shit. On the fucking plane. Like, why is there, ladies and gentlemen, there's not turbulence. It's just Nick Saban's linemen that, you know, that he created in the lab with the help of the CIA. It's just Nick Saban's linemen, you know, 6'5, 380 pounds. At 18. <laughs> it's like, bro, what the fuck's going on here? But, yeah, it, it, it's it's really wild business out here. It's really wild business. You know, the SEC's overrated. We've all known that. Big Ten top to bottom is the best conference, I think, like top to bottom. Um, it, it's a couple good teams in the SEC, but to sit here and lie like they're the best conference is just crazy. Like, Arkansas is really good. Arkansas, Arkansas it- thing is Arkansas is really good. Is Arkansas better than is Arkansas better than the middle of the pack teams in the big tour in the Big Ten? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, they, I don't know, but I'm gonna tell you, Arkansas definitely ain't better than Georgia. We're gonna find out if they're better than Alabama, but they ain't better than Georgia. Absolutely not. 
like that quarterback though. But um, yeah. With that being said, you know, it is what it is. Week three gonna be a fucking bloodbath. <laughs> I cannot wait. I'm, I'm, yeah, I can't wait. College football, man, the best sport in the world, best freaking sport in the world. We have reached my favorite part of the show. It's a segment I like to call Big Time Plays of the Day. And much like college football, which gave us a nice reprieve until the real buffet started, the NFL returned this week. The games count now. And boy, oh boy, the first, like the one o'clock slate of games and the four o'clock slate of games were like two different things entirely. All the one o'clock games were barn burners down to the wire, all that shit. The four o'clock games were all blowouts aside from your Chargers, who we're going to start with them first because clearly this is what Khalil Mack was missing all along. He, he was missing the running mate. He needed to be in L.A., needed to be rejuvenated back in back in California. There was a time, the kids just don't know, there was a time like that Khalil Mack was in the same breath as Aaron Donald. Like there were times where we compared the two of them as two of the best to ever do. Like there was really a time like that and then he just fell off the map completely when he went to Chicago. He looked like he backed the form though. The Chargers didn't blow a lead. I thought they were going to do it, but they 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 finally protected a fourth quarter lead. And I know you were stressing the hell out watching that game. I could I just was thinking about Jamal the whole time I was watching that game. We just love making our lives so much more difficult than they need to be. Now, granted, I will say this time was slightly different, mainly because Keenan Allen got hurt in the first quarter and. For those of you who do not know, third down is Keenan time. Keenan has the most receptions over the last three years on third down. So when it's third down, Justin just says, hey, Keenan, where you at? So this time, he actually had to play quarterback and not just say, fuck it, Keenan is there somewhere. And, you know, when you lose your number one receiver, it affects your offense. But we found a way. We found a way to persevere. And most importantly, cue his music. Cause it's the return of the Mac. One second, return of the Mac. Oh my God! Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. Oh. Yeah, that that that's all that needs to be said. Look, Derek Carr, Derek Carr threw three picks, and when the other team turns the ball three times, turns the ball over three times, you gotta win by more than five points, and it shouldn't come down to the wire. But, hey, that's why you get your top-notch free agents like Khalil Mack. You can double Bosa, you can double Khalil, but you can't double them both. You can't. Because if you double them both, then you just got the center blocking three people. Exactly. And, hell, you could put me on the D-line, and I'll tackle somebody if it's only one of us against three. Right, right. And speaking of one-on-three, I'm going to tell you, you talk, talking about Davis's mama's uh, bio, biography? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The OnlyFans account. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's wild out here. These streets are crazy. But the craziest part of these streets is the fact that, you know, Devontae Adams looked fantastic. Um, he did. He looked, he looked he absolutely looked like he fantastic. right off of Aaron Rodgers. Right. And that's the perfect segue because... You know how, like, you go to the new jump and then your old jump? 
he looking all raggedy and shit. It'd be like, oh yeah, you know, he's gonna regret leaving me, and you know, like you know, you know how the bitter ones be saying that when they get broken up with. And then you go to the new joint and you prosper, and then the old joint's still raggedy and decrepit. Well, that's the Packers. <laughs> that that is the Packers. That that first. And obviously, they started like this last year, and Rodgers went on to win MVP. But this is clearly different circumstances, bro. This is clearly different circumstances because Rodgers does not trust these rookie receivers at all. He is he has not hit. He has he has made that clear from the get go. And then to make things worse, bro, wide the fuck open. I mean, butt ass naked, like streaking, <laughs> hit you right in the glove compartment. And you dropped the ball as a rookie, bro. With Aaron Rodgers. Then he had the nerve to look at the sideline with a little snirk on his face. And it was just like, bro, see, I told you. Y'all think I'm playing. I told you. <laughs> Basically, it's the look on his face. See, he can complain, but you took all the money to get more receivers. <laughs> so what are, what are we complaining for? You did this to yourself. You did this to yourself. But at the same time, bro, we've been saying this for years. Green Bay has been doing that man dirty for years. Like, years after year, they would drag this offense out here, and you would have Aaron and Devontae and them. And they would always be like, make it enough. And you can work it out with Devontae because he's just that damn good. There's no more Devontae there. And you think you just going to run it down people's throats with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones and think you're going to throw him a couple of passes out the backfield. And a 36-year-old back-to-back MVP is just going to figure it out. I mean, it might happen because it's happened before. But I'm just saying, like, it just, it just sounds ridiculous. Like, it's clearly different. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers is the definition of a toxic relationship. Right. Has have the Packers treated Aaron Rodgers the best? Absolutely not. It was Aaron Rodgers also kind of a dick and an asshole. Absolutely. Neither one of them are right for each other, but neither one of them will ever leave each other. They are like Blueface and Krishan at this point. You they, they are Bobby and Whitney. They are Bobby and Whitney. Who is the crack? Both. What what else is there to do in Green Bay, Wisconsin for seven months out of the year? Heroin. <laughs> All right. Crack and heroin are two different things. Reagan said so. Never mind. We're not going there. Um, I mean, in Aaron Rodgers' case, it's true. Right. But also. Yeah, I'm about to say, they're going to be having him popping perks and doing psychedelics the whole season the way this rate's going. He's going to be having to pop a lot of that shit. Panchakarma and all that shit he was doing. He's going to have to be doing all that during the season. Oregano, all, all, all your kitchen spices. Man, you know it's the best thing in my life. I could not think for shit. Gonna have to pop acid before games. <laughs> because clearly he's having an out-of-body experience. <laughs> it's like from it's it's insane out here. But speaking of insanity, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. I'm gonna just tell you right now. I don't know what it is about kickers when they go to Cincinnati. Because this happened with Green Bay last year. Mason Crosby walked in there and missed two field goals. Then you get Pittsburgh in there. But even before that, I don't know why y'all are surprised. We're going to get to this. Pittsburgh was not losing that game. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Mike Tomlin, the the Friday before the game, he buys the whole team Black Air Forces. And y'all niggas thought they were going to lose that game? Black Air Force... Black Air Force energy? 
in week one, in week absolutely one. they get the dub. So, see, I I had Cincinnati winning that game all the way, and I saw that video and the look in Mike Tomlin's eye, and I said, nope, ain't no way they're losing. Absolutely fucking not. Nope. And Mike, the- Tomlin, Mike Tomlin said, look, Trubisky may be my quarterback, but I ain't going out like that. And from the first fucking play of the game, you get a sack, then a pick six. That's the first two plays of the game. I'm like, well, they're not losing this game. They're not losing. Minka Fitzpatrick is the embodiment of Black Air Force energy. He is a dog, bro. He might win. Look out for Defensive Player of the Year. He might win it, bro. I, I'm convinced. I don't know if he will now because he doesn't have his running mate, TJ Watt. But Minka Fitzpatrick, I know we talk about like who's the best such and such in the league. He might be up there, and he's and it's and it's been like that for a few years now. It's just you know he kind of like, can't stay healthy. But like when he's healthy. And look, Minka Fitzpatrick is a dog. He's he a is dog. definitely the second best, the second best safety in football. Yeah, clearly. Like, and he can do everything. He can cover. He can tackle. He was out there blocking extra points. Like, he was like, bro, I ain't never seen a kicker deliberately try to lose a game like Cincinnati's kicker. You miss field goals. You know, Joe Joe Burrow throwing four and five picks, getting sacked seven times. The O line still can't protect shit. Um, you finally. Tie the game and think you're taking the lead, and then the, 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 it gets blocked. Then Pittsburgh has a chance to win it, and just the loudest doink you will ever doink. Just the loudest doink. I mean, that was such a disrespectful doink. Like, it was just. I I am all in favor for cutting kickers. <laughs> it was just, bro, like, I'm like, all oh, in favor. Kickers in general just had a horrible weekend. Like, Look, most of these NFL cities have MLS's teams. Go find you a soccer player and have open tryouts. Cause there ain't no way these dudes need to be missing thirty-nine yard field goals, forty-five yard field goals. You have one job, one fucking job. Y'all don't need practice. Y'all don't need practice. Ain't no reason you should be a fat kicker. That just is a bad look all around. Cause when you miss game, cause when you miss, like 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 Tennessee's kicker is a bigger is a bigger kicker. It's like, bro, y'all don't practice. Y'all already big and fat. No disrespect. The fact you, you don't have to work out. With you don't team. have to work really out. Just gotta be there. You remember that the the viral meme of the the kickers at Texas A and M playing ping pong during practice? It's like, bro, this is a horrible look for kickers. For y'all to have, and it's not even just in the league. Look at the special teams in college right now. Look at the first two weeks. Look what's been going on in college. All the block punts and kicks and shit. It's like, bro, kickers are down horrendously right now. They are down 3-1 in the finals. And, you know, there's always going to be, be those people who argue kickers should not be part of football. We should just remove the kicker completely. Duh, 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 duh. And this is not now, helping them. <laughs> now, will that ever happen? Most likely not. I'm like 98% sure we will never remove the kickers. But they're not helping their case. Net 98 may drop to 96 if they don't keep fucking around. Right. They've already started to remove it from, like, kickoff. Like, kickoff, we've already seen it. They pushed the kick back. Then they made the wedge illegal. Then they experimented in the Pro Bowl with eliminating kickoffs entirely. Like, we already see them flirting with it in kickoff. Do not let that spread to field goals. <laughs> because y'all are not helping y'all case, bro. Y'all are not helping. At all. You know? Can you imagine an NFL where we don't see a guy like Justin Tucker or Adam, Adam Vinatieri ever again? Can you imagine that? Or Devin oh, Hester? I imagine, I imagine that every, basically, so touchdowns are officially worth seven points now. 
Mm-hmm. But now imagine, hey, like you're only down. Now imagine you're only down uh, two points at the end of a game. But now instead of just getting to the thirty yard line to kick a field goal, now you actually have to score a touchdown. I mean, that would make for better ratings. I mean, honestly, <laughs> we got to start. We got to start playing by beer pong rules. Like I, when clock when the clock runs out and you're down by less than seven points, I get four downs for redemption. Right. And then, to make things worse, it's like, y'all, it, it, it just, it, it makes it worse because it's like, bruh, you are missing these kicks, bro. Like, y'all are missing these kicks. It's not helping your cause. People already are tired of y'all. Everybody thinks they can be a kicker and they just think it's the best. And it's like, bro. It's like, what do we... Like, 7-on-7 seven seven culture is already super glorified now. Like, every everybody doing 7-on-7 seven seven tournaments and all this stuff. That's what football going to be in a couple of years if y'all ain't careful. Kick the ball. You have one job. Right. Get it done. Get it done. Get it done. And speaking of getting the job done, shout out to Lamar Jackson. Every day that the Ravens don't pay him is going to hurt more and more for that front office. Because, ah, man, <laughs> that, that man, that, that boy is so good. He is so good. The crazy thing about Lamar's situation, of the guys who are up next to get paid in the next year to two years, he's the only one who has a realistic chance of leaving their team. Right. Like, Herbert's up, his contract will be up next year, so he'll probably get his extension come this offseason. Um, there's no way the Chargers are letting him walk. Joe Burrow is in that same draft class, so he'll be up for an extension at that same time. There's no way they're letting him walk. But the, Ravens, but the Ravens and Lamar, they're like, uh, That's the action of Herbert, Burrow, and Tua are all in the same class, so Tua might leave too, but that's for a different Tua don't. Tua don't count because he's the only one who hasn't done anything. Right, he's the only. Well, I mean, tech, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Herbert has got. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, in, in the grand scheme of things, yes, yes. I, I see what you're saying, but the Ravens better get that deal done this off season because you cannot franchise tag this man. Because if you franchise tag him and wait to pay him longer. Then you pay him the same year that Burrow and Herbert gotta get paid. So you you might you won't save yourself any money. You might as well just <laughs> sign it. If you don't sign him, you might as well let him walk because he's he's gonna be gone. You might as well kiss him goodbye if you don't get a deal done this offseason. Because he will be and most likely in South Florida is where I think he will be. Because my friend convinced me now. Yeah, and, and look. I will say this about the about the cap rate of the the current cap of the NFL and these quarterbacks. We don't have to do something about this salary cap, man, because it's I'm all for guys getting paid. Don't don't get me wrong. I want guys to go get their money, especially playing this dumbass game that can hurt you at any given moment. But for the sake of uh, of competition for teams in the sport and ratings, look, we got to do something about these QBs because one player. Taking up 40, 50% of the cap is crazy. 
to the to the point of how are we supposed to build any kind of team? And hell, in the next five to six years, all of these quarterbacks who are getting extensions now will be up for more extension. And hell, it might be 60, 70% of the cap by then. Right. So we got to do something to where a the quarterback only counts half of the salary towards the cap or quarterbacks get their own cap or something. We saw Deshaun Watson get $230 million fully guaranteed, and he's a rapist. Imagine people that actually follow the law. Exactly. Because hey, look, if I'm the Chargers, I'm I'm getting Burrow and his I'm getting Herbert and his agent in the office, and I'll tell him, look, hey, Justin, you see all these nice weapons we have around you. You know, Keenan Allen, number one receiver, Mike Mike Williams, very good number two receiver, probably a number one receiver on the team that doesn't have Keenan Allen. Austin Eckler, this good running back who's great between the tackles and in the pass game. This good defense, Khalil Mack. You see all these stuff we put around you? The second you sign in this dotted line, 90% of that goes bye-bye. Although most of them got locked up already. Mike Williams got his deal. I mean, yes, but this is a little further down the line of Khalil Mack's on a two-year deal. I mean, yeah, technically, though, you technically really only need him for a rental. You got a two-year window with him anyway. Like, I mean, yes, but Bosa signed his deal two years ago, meaning in the next three years, and he will still be somewhat in his prime the next three years, he's going to need an extension too. Right, that is true. Yeah, no, but but that's 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 the, that's the on the front office to figure out. That's their problem. That ain't his. <laughs> Get your money. I mean, you're not, but we're also going to need the league to do something about this because, hey, it's not just for Justin. It's not just for the Chargers. Hell, it's just for the NFL. Yeah, we've already seen it. They're, they're, Pat Mahomes might still be in Kansas City right now if it wasn't for that type of a situation. You know, hey, look, like that, that the sad part is Pat Mah- Kirk is actually the reason Tyreek Hill ain't there. I mean, the sad part is Pat Mahomes' deal as of now he had to looks like the steal. Yeah, he restructured it, and same with Josh Allen. His his the the extension he signed. Look like a steal compared to what Watson and Murray and Jackson probably is going to end up getting. And Jackson, I feel like it's a little more something about Lamar Jackson that I feel like we're not appreciating enough. Whatever contract he gets, he's negotiating himself. He doesn't have an agent. Can you admit, if this this feels like a bigger moment in black history than, it, than we're making it out to be right now. Like, I, I don't think we understand the magnitude of this. A black quarterback negotiating on his own behalf is going to fuck around and get upwards of 180, 190, 200 plus million fully guaranteed contract without well, a Well, that's the thing about it. That's it, can either go, it can either go really good or really bad. There's it's gonna go no good. between you. It, it, it could be really bad for the Ravens, but it's going to go good. He's he going to get that money. It's just a matter of who gives it to him. Yeah, someone's gonna give it to him. We just don't know who. And I feel like Miami got cap space. They don't. They don't have a bunch of bad deals. They don't have a bunch of bad contracts. You know, Miami got some. It's some teams out there. Like like you said, he's the only quarterback I've seen in in, in, in this, the only generational talent I can ever remember at quarterback that I think could realistically walk away. Yes, it's, it's, it's crazy say, to think about. I love it here, but y'all not treat me right, so I got to go. And if he does, I don't know if we've seen Baltimore. I, I don't know if we have ever seen Baltimore more upset than the Freddie Gray rides. Like it 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 could get ugly <laughs> if he walks away, bro. Like that shit. <laughs> if he walks away, Baltimore will will not have been upset since the last time. The last time Baltimore would be. In-
would have been up this upset is when their team up and left in the middle of the night. Right. To Indianapolis of all places. Imagine you leave Baltimore in the dead of night for Indianapolis. In the wintertime. One, one black ass city to another black ass city. Well Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you know, don't, don't, don't be fooled by the state of Indiana. No, no, Indiana is, is not what I'm fooled by. It's Indianapolis specifically that I don't know if it's one of the blacker cities. I feel like Gary, you know, Fort Wayne. No, bro, do not be fooled. Indianapolis is black as fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's there up there, yeah. And the white people are white as fuck. So it's like, it's, it's a very... I mean, yeah, it, it's one of those, there are two, it's like, it's like Memphis. It's right. two sides to the coin. And Atlanta, too. Same way. Atlanta's like that, too. There's this side of Atlanta, <laughs> and then there's the other side. We over here. Indianapolis is like we definitely over there. I feel like every city got that situation. Like every major city is probably like that. Because even Baltimore is like that. It's, it's some it, it, country-ass white people in Baltimore. It, you would be surprised. It's sporting them damn Maryland flag. You know, one thing about people in Maryland, they love our flag, bro. We love that flag. I, I, I feel you. I understand. Right. Now, with that being said, um, I would tell you that I was wrong about Carson Wentz while we're speaking about teams from back. I was wrong about Carson Wentz for this week. I was going to say, it's only been a week. Let, let, let's call it Actually, no. Let me let me take that back. Jahan Dotson. He, he's who I was wrong about. Carson is exactly what I thought he would be. It is a roller coaster ride. He He's a white Jameis Winston. Him and Jameis Winston, it's like the same thing watching the two of them. It's like, bro, you, they make plays where it's just like, bro, get him off the fucking team. And then they turn around and make a throw where it's like, we're going to the fucking Super Bowl. It's like, it's such a roller coaster. Blood pressure ain't right, you know? You're too young to be having blood pressure. You know? It's, it's crazy. But they, they got it done, so we're not going to waste no time on them. The last team I want to talk about is, you know what? I ain't never seen a team... Where the season was over before it even began, the way Dallas is. Every, for the last three or four years now. It's like, the team continues to get progressively worse because, you know, Jerry Jones just can't step off. <laughs> and it's like, when that goes down, the whole team goes to hell. I mean, like like most teams, you lose your quarterback, you can pretty much kiss kiss the season goodbye. No, but I mean, like, the, the drop-off is tremendous. Like, there are some teams that kind of just... Stick around. Baltimore stuck around last year when Lamar was missing all the games. Dallas, it's like, bro, y'all's level of talent between the starters and the guys on the bench is significantly worse than a lot of these other teams. It's like, bro, y'all let so many players go. And it was already a treacherous situation with Dak in the fold. Now he's going to be out for like six to eight weeks. And God, can we please stop the Jimmy G conversations? I'm so sick of hearing his name. Like they, they will not trade for Jimmy G for the simple fact the 49ers will not be willing to trade him because they signed him to another deal for this year's for insurance because they are not completely sold on trade lands. Which is awesome, stupid. They restructured his deal. But no, the reason they brought him back was because nobody wanted him. They kept trying to trade him and nobody was biting. They clearly cannot trade him and I don't know why the media is so determined to make this a thing. Stop forcing it down our throats. Pause. All right, it's just like, bro, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. It it would have happened already. 
<laughs> like even Baker fucking Mayfield got traded eventually. If Jimmy G ain't got traded up to this point, that say more about him. <laughs> it's like stop it, please. But anyway, speaking of stop it, we're gonna move on to another segment. We've been talking about the NFL enough. Y'all get the point. You played yourself dedicated to the people that should have just sat down and ate their food. And I'm gonna tell you what. We talked about Appalachian State earlier. The entire Sun Belt has been showing its ass this year. Big time programs in the Big Ten, SEC, and ACC, well, whatever the hell Notre Dame is, collectively paid $4 million to get their asses beat in front of the hoes. In, in front, front of the hoes. My brother. You are scaring the hoes. <laughs> it's like, bro, Georgia Southern walked into Nebraska and finally did what Nebraska should have did and got Scott Frost up out of there. Although I thought they were going to make him wait until week eight because that's when the buyout kicked out. Like they, I thought they were going to wait until week eight and then the buyout would kick in and then they wouldn't have to pay him the buyout money. But they just were that sick of him that they got him out of there early. And they were willing to pay him more money to, to sit at home than to be on the sidelines. Imagine being so bad that you get fired after week two. They said they would rather pay you more money to not two. be employed here anymore. Hey, you know you know, LSU said the same thing to Coach O? Yeah. He was in a meeting with the AD. And they said, you know, Coach, things aren't going too well right now. He's like, yeah, I understand. And they said, so here's $17 million to go home. And Coach O was like, where do I sign? Right. It's like, bro, being a fire college football coach is one of the most lucrative businesses in the country right now. It, it is perfect. And the, the crazy part is because you got a job at somewhere in the Power Five, you're going to get another one. Oh, yeah. Like I already said. He is now the latest participant in the Nick Saban rehab program. He is going to be making $30,000 a year to be an analyst down in Tuscaloosa by two weeks from, by, by, by the first week of October. I guarantee it. And you know, and watch him get a, get a head coaching job at one of these group of five schools. As a result, Hell, watch him be the next coach at UNT. Probably. <laughs> Or maybe he'll go back to the big the American Conference or whatever. But yeah, the the and then see if if Georgia Southern beating Nebraska was not bad enough, Marshall walked into Notre Dame after the coach said before the game, "What a way to start our first W in this building," and walked in there and walk in your trap, take over your trap. Just walked in and took these niggas lunch money and walked out. I'm like, bro. You, <laughs> well, Marshall said, We may love Jesus, but not your Jesus today. Jesus is and not white, that's what they said. Jesus is not white, Jesus is not Irish. Jesus rides the thundering herd today, right? And Lord, the thundering herd was making a whole bunch of noise with Notre Dame being overrated as usual, just join the conference. You're not that damn special. You're not. Especially not anymore. <laughs> like, you know, hate it had to be Marcus Freeman, but damn it. Like, look, Joe Montana is not walking through that door. I hate to say this. Jimmy Clausen 
is not walking through that door. I can't nah, believe I just said that name out loud. Hold on, hold on. I got. I, I'll one up you. Brady Quinn is not walking through that door. Oh my lord! All the terrible quarterbacks they've had there. Tommy oh, Reese. It's Brady Quinn was cold at Notre Dame. He just was shit when he got to the Browns. That's the point. That's what I'm saying. It's like they, they sound horrible when you say them because we saw them in the NFL, but like they were cold at Notre Dame. <laughs> College is so weird like that. Who is it? Deshaun Kaiser. He He's might be the best quarterback they had. And that's saying a lot. He might have been the best quarterback they had. And he should not have left. Brian Kelly, that's the one thing in his life he was right about. He was not ready to leave. He should have stayed. I don't know if it would have made a difference, but he definitely should have stayed. I, he was the one. He was the one I thought Notre Dame's finally going to change their image with Deshaun Kaiser. And, of course, he went to quit. The wrong Deshaun in that draft. They took the wrong Deshaun. Yeah. Luckily, they circled the block again. And they still can't play with him. Because he can't keep his hands. Just, well, his hands weren't the problem. But anyway. <laughs> um, and then, obviously... Virginia Tech just got to stop playing ODU. It's oh, the same time of three years. Old Dominion just has their number. They just have their number. Like, there, there, there are other schools in Virginia. Start scheduling Virginia State. You know, matter of fact, stop going to ODU. Make them come to you. Why are you paying them money to go there? You're paying them to go to their stadium. Look, start. Go, go pay Hampton. Go go pay somewhere else in the peninsula. Virginia Union. Not there. <laughs> it's like, bro, you keep going to ODU to do what? This is the second time in three years. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? And you're paying for I'm taking them off the schedule. And just like we said about Notre Dame, Michael Vick is not walking through that door. Marcus Vick is not walking through that door. Logan Paulson. He's not locking, walking through that door. He is busy. Being I don't even know who that is. He is busy being a tight end for the Washington football team. He's not even playing quarterback anymore. Like, bro, you got flued out. You paid them to go down. You got flued out like an IG baddie. You paid them to go down to their house. They fuck, and then sent you packing with nothing. Like, bro, you were an IG baddie of the ACC. This is ridiculous. You didn't. You didn't even get to stay tonight. You didn't even get to stay tonight, and you live right down the street. They could have let you stay at least one night, bro. Like, bro. Nah, you got. They did. You did. You got. You didn't get to stay tonight, and you paid for your own Uber home. Y'all are five hours because I think Old Dominion's in the peninsula, right? I have no idea. I I don't know. I I don't know geography, but like, bro. (laughs) It's like, bro. Y'all niggas went. Outside of that's just that's just disgusting. Second time in three years because they didn't play it last year because I guess they were scared, and then they decided to come back this year thinking they got it and didn't have it. <laughs> it's like, bro, and it's like it'd be funny because it's like ODU don't even be winning no games the rest of the year. They live for that Virginia Tech win and then will lose every other game after that. ODU was the one of the few teams who did not get invited from. The uh, from Conference USA to join the American Conference. They went to the Sun Belt as they should. The Sun Belt is crazy. Sun Belt might be better than the SEC this year. Hey, hey as of now, we can make that. As argument. of now, yeah, because they already be, they they sent their best team to 
one of the top teams in the SEC's house and beat their ass in their house. They they went in. The, I mean, like, bro, <laughs> Sun Belt is deep, bro. That that is a fun. They they call it the Fun Belt for a reason. But speaking of uh, people that are getting playing around and shit, um, obviously the Queen of England passed away this past weekend. Um, her ass was 99 years old so like it wasn't super surprising but the white folks have really been showing their asses even more than usual because y'all first of all let put the put let's just look at it from an american viewpoint right you you live in texas so these American white folk love telling everybody how free they are. Freedom, freedom this, freedom that, freedom let freedom ring, freedom this, you know, freedom from tyranny and freedom from oppression and we're just so free, 1776 and all this shit. Them same people are wishing condolences to the Queen of England. Who exactly were y'all free from? See, this is why you got to teach history in school. This, this, what the fuck are y'all celebrating? And the same people would, would be like, the founding fathers would not recognize the America of today. Well, no shit! The founding fathers would not be over here saying, we're so sad, sorry for your condolences for the queen. Nah, bitch! 1776, you blew a 13 colony lead. Like, you remember that Family Guy show where, like, the Korean War veteran was making fun of, like, the... The uh, the the memorial, yeah, the memorial, like, yeah, bitch, yeah, take a L, bitch. That would be the founding fathers. (laughs) It's like, yeah, oh, the founding fathers would be appalled, yeah, they'd be appalled that y'all are celebrating the white man's white oppressor. (laughs) Like, it's like, bro, the y'all need to be like Ireland, they are out here having a blast right now. Have you seen Irish TikTok? Oh, yes. They are dancing in the street. They are talking the about the Singing during soccer matches, talking about the Queen Lizzie is dead. I'm like, bro, Ireland, I don't know if anybody hates Britain. Ireland, I ain't never seen an event bring together Ireland and all the black and brown countries in the world and Scotland. <laughs> it's like, bro. I, this is I've actually thing. compiled a list. Of queens I care more about than the Queen of England. Yeah, let's hear it. This is what we've been waiting for. Okay. Nido Queen. That is a Pokemon. Um, wow. Queen, the band. Because I don't care who you are, Bohemian Rhapsody is fire. One of the best albums of all time. Who hasn't heard We Are the Champions? Like, come on now. Right. And uh, Somebody to Love. Greatest song. Somebody to Hey, what y'all know? Don't stop me now. But uh, I continue with the list. Um, Queens, New York, because Nas. Yeah, if hip hop should die before I wake up, put an extended clip inside of my AK. Nas, I said it. Um, next on the list, Lightning McQueen, Kachow. Good child. Um, next, Queen's Knight. That is a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Much more important than the Queen of England, okay? You know, trying to banish people to the Shadow Realm. And Queen most Latifah. important most importantly, Queen Latifah. Lil' Kim the Queen B. 
Nicki Minaj, the queen, you know? Look, they're Dairy Queen. You know? I like I like a good blender. Just, just you know, know, I don't care. I really I don't care. I don't care. If you if you feel the need to grieve, I, I feel for you in your grievance, but I don't care. But my thing is like, bro, y'all expect us to care. That's the problem. Like, as black folks, right? Especially black people in Africa. The amount of countries that Britain ruled over. The, that British Empire. If we if we doing a seven game series between America and Britain. It might go to seven games. Because Britain. Lord have mercy. Where do you think America learned it from? Them niggas in Britain were crazy. They were insane. And the thing, some of the atrocities that they were guilty of, it's like late into the 1950s and 60s. Now, we're not talking like the end of slavery. We're talking into the 20th and 21st century, some of the shit that they were doing. Like, this country's... This country ain't even know this. Oh, forget the race part about it. Look, look, let's just look at this logically. Would British people care if just a random congressman that everybody liked died because let's be real it's not the same as the president dying because the queen don't have no power anyway she's just a figurehead like if their prime minister well, she, dies she got, then i'll mean, be like then i'm gonna be somewhat sad could be like okay this could lead to some very bad things if you know the right person doesn't get back in power that that's something i can understand but the queen is just she's just a celebrity that's the other part. That's the other part that I'm tired of. This argument that like white folks' argument against like when when black people are like, oh, you know, the atrocities and stuff. White people are always like, well, she was a figurehead and her reign was near the end of that, and she had she wasn't really having any power. I'm like, okay, so you mean to tell me that the Queen of England, whether she's a figurehead or not, couldn't probably you know whisper in the prime minister's ear hey you know y'all might want to you know stop all that shit you know y'all <laughs> and and you think the prime minister would be like shut the fuck up thanks like I, we're not saying she has direct political power like it ain't, but it she could definitely say yeah. she could definitely say hey hey yeah you chill chill out chill out and, and if you don't chill out i'm going to say something against her and if they do say something against her, all she has to publicly do is say, hey, me as the queen, I do not condone what our prime minister is doing. We should stop this. Kick him out. Then there's going to be enough people in England that are going to be like, yeah, you know what? Let's listen to her. Yeah, get his ass. Like, they, they would get out the paint so fast. You are not going to sit here and act like she's just this helpless, innocent person who's just numblessly sitting on top of a crown of gold that they stole from South Africa. Right, you know, no, and then there's evidence against the fact that she was just not even. There's plenty of stuff that she was complicit in this shit. Like they had the picture, like when she became queen, was in Kenya in '52. That was right in the midst of like what they were doing to. They had Kenyans in internment camps and shit because they were fighting for independence, and they actively were thwarting independence movies movements all through Africa and South Asia because they owned pretty much the whole world and shit you know like you could look any direction of the world today even Canada I had no idea Canada was part of the Commonwealth Britain got too much 
like oh, all the mass graves of indigenous people in Canada. I'm like, bro, y'all think all these people? Imagine, like, look at it like this. You telling me if somebody came in your house and shot your mother and brother in the chest, and then they died, are you just gonna go to their funeral and be like, we gotta show compassion? <laughs> we have to show compassion, people. Stop yelling at them. I know they killed my brother nope. and sister, but they were somebody's mother. Bitch, you were somebody's mother. Like, what? Like, I, I personally... It only works. Like, personally, me, I'm not one of those people talking about, yo, I'm dancing on a grave. Like, I'm not doing that. But I get where the jokes are coming from. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I see where it's coming from. Bro, the funniest thing to me... Somebody said, hell has not had a five-star prospect like this since Hitler died. I <laughs> lost my mind when I saw that. <laughs> it was like, y'all are terrible. Uh, y'all are terrible. Speaking of terrible, Seattle really beat Denver. Seattle beat them? Yep. We love that. That's what we need in this division. I should have picked Seattle. Oh, damn. Yeah. I really should have picked Seattle. This is and this this is the late breaking news. You you mean to tell me right? If Seattle, I mean if Denver is letting Geno Smith just walk up and down the field on them, I got some bad news for you for the quarterbacks in their division. Because it's not looking pretty. If Geno Smith is walking up and down the field on y'all, what you think Pat Mahomes and Justin Herbert and Derek Carr are going to do? Like you know, they don't have to get in shootouts every week. And ain't nobody in the NFL winning like that. But the point is, Queen Elizabeth died, black people don't care, and white folks in America shouldn't either. White folks in Britain shouldn't really either, but that's that's their queen. That, y'all do that. The other funny thing I saw was when the NBC news coverage, and they were like, oh, the queen died... Meanwhile, back at home, we've been waiting a long time for this. I was like, this is such horrible timing. This is just not funny. It's hilarious. But yeah, no, it's crazy. Anyway, we're going to wrap things up with a game. You know, we're just going to skip to the end. We're going to play a game. We're going to play a game that I like to call Who's Next? Jamal, Scott Frost is the first casualty of the college football season. And NFL, relatively as well, technically, you know, football in general, he's the first casualty. I got some people that's next. I, I already got a list of people in my head that I'm count. They better count their fucking days. Let's just start in college. Who you think should be counting their days right now? Let's see in the in the college ranks. Ah, let's see. Um, Oregon's coach after that ass whooping, they gotta go. Well, he's a first year guy, so. Or, he, or, he, he, Hey, he can go with that. But after a week one ass whooping like that, they can go. When Bo Nix um, your quarterback. I would say Jimbo Fisher can go after all the bullshit that he said and then have the nerve to get an extension. The right. audacity to say, I'll take $12 million, but my players can't have shit. Like I said, he is a war criminal. He steals money. For doing absolutely nothing, most like most war criminals in third world countries and the U.S. Because they ain't exempt either. They just too powerful to be prosecuted. But oh. yeah, and of course I'm gonna scream this until 
the cows come home, Harbaugh should have been fired five years ago. Yeah. But he gets one win against Ohio State in ten tries, and magically he gets an extension? No, 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 no. no. He got the extension before that. They were comfortable with him losing. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. It's not like he got the extension no. after beating them. He got the extension the year before he beat them. <laughs> they were banking on the fact that he might beat them next year. <laughs> they were really. I, I would never. I would. Well, I, I will. No. I will. That's a level of white privilege I aspire to. <laughs> you Those lose to an opponent ten years in a row. And they say, you know what? You've done a fine job. You get more money to lose to them to the next 10 years. Bro, being white must be amazing. <laughs> it's like, bro. And, you know, for me, Scott Frost was uh, the number one, and he obviously got canned. I'm going to tell you right now. Mac Brown better count his fucking days. Mac Brown, your days are numbered. Because you're already old. You're already old. You're already old. Like, you've had your chance already. Like, you did what you did at Texas, and you're kind of living off the glory days there. That's kind of how you got the North Carolina job. Your days are numbered. And I'm going to tell you what. App State's coach might be up for that job. Because he's right there. You know, North Carolina. After an ass whooping like that, I don't think you can give him that job. No, no, no. App State is the one that won. He, he beat. A- I know. I'm telling him. After getting your ass whooped like that, I don't think you can give the person who did it the job. Oh yeah, and then North Carolina is like, bro, y'all got in a shootout with App State. Like they 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 saw this. This dude might be up next. I'm just telling. You. And then the other one in the NFL ranks, Cliff Kingsbury. And I have a very scary scenario for you. I have a very scary scenario for you. See. Look at this scenario. This is a very realistic scenario in the year 2023-24. Imagine, right, Cliff Kingsbury gets fired from Arizona. He goes down to Alabama and becomes offensive assistant slash coordinator slash analyst. Now, I know what Kingsbury's offenses were at Texas Tech, but do you want to even fathom a Nick Saban offense with Cliff Kingsbury running the controls? See, I don't know if that fits Saban's, Saban's philosophy and Saban's control. No, Saban adapts. Like, Saban adapts. If it's one person good at adapting. He see, I don't know if he wants to just complete. thing is, his offense in college especially is just air raid. We don't need a running back. Just find which one of our receivers is the thickest and he's the new running back. Well, no, that's the thing. I don't think it will be completely the exact same offense. I think he'll have refined it after being in the league and seeing what didn't work there. He, like you said, Saban isn't just going to give him complete control. There's going to be some things they're going to have to work through. But can you imagine a refined Cliff Kingsbury offense? In college, is one thing to do that in the NFL. In the NFL, people are grown. In college, that offense could be... Oh, the second he gets fired from Arizona, he's definitely going back to college. There's going to be no issues about it. He's going to Alabama. I'm trying to tell you that now. Because he was at USC, which is where he would have been now. But he got the job at Arizona. Because much like Jim Harbaugh, white men just continue to fail up. 
fail. Uh, I don't know how they do it, but I aspire to be that level. I one aspire day. to be that level. But speaking of levels, we have come to the end of another amazing episode. Shout out to you, Jamal, for staying up all the way late, even though you're an hour behind me, so I'm the one that really was staying up late. But shout out to you. That's, that's not the point. Look, you can follow me on any of my social platforms at D180 University Podcast. You can catch us, come and see whatever the hell I feel like it. Why? Because I can do that. Hey, we love to be on the show. and We love to join our man, Captain Scully. Exactly, exactly. The play-by-play analysis podcast. If you know, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. And we got to get up out of here. Deuces. And we out. <laughs>